Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Congratulations on the success of the show. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. That means a lot. I mean, it's we, all over. I've seen it. I've, I actually went to the premiere in L.A. or New York, one of the cities I forgot, and it was amazing. And I knew it was going to be heartbreaking to a lot of people, but I don't think I expected all the heartbreak. There are some of my friends today that can't watch the show. They say they're not going to go back to SeaWorld, but they can't watch the show. All right. Yeah, so let's yeah. – go ahead. It's go a ahead, serious John. subject matter, definitely. It's a very serious subject matter. And it's sad beyond everything. I mean, it, SeaWorld being a multi-billion dollar corporation, they could just do the right thing. But they just don't see it that way. That's just my opinion. All right, so I know I heard a lot of buzz going around that SeaWorld was going to be nominated for an Oscar. And it was, in fact, nominated for several awards, if I remember right. What do you think, That's John? Right. What do you think about it right. not being nominated for an Oscar? Why do you th- what do you think well, about you that? Well, you know, i, I got to be honest. I mean, obviously, I felt like I, I was kicked in the gut on the mornings that we found out we did not get it. But to be truthful with you, none of us in the movie, including the director, we never even thought about the Academy Awards or talked about it the entire year. No one ever even discussed it. And when we would see it occasionally brought up by a reviewer, think it was flattering, and we would – that's it. We would never think about it. But two weeks before the nomination, we made every major critic's list that we were going to make the top five which means you get officially nominated. And so at that point, in the last two weeks, I allowed myself, once I I learned from CNN people that we were on every major critics list in the top five, that's when the seed got planted in my head, and that's how I got disappointed. But, you know, uh, I never heard the director or anybody else in the film ever even talk about it. And, you know, you get over things as you move on because, you know, it was such an honor just to be shortlisted, and if for those people who don't understand what that means, that means you make the top 15. So this, this year for the Academy Awards, they had a record number of documentaries that were submitted, a record number. And of those docs that were submitted, only they narrowed it down to 151 that made qualification, meaning they, you know, all the qualifications that would make you eligible for the Oscar. So out of that 151, we made the top 15, so we got shortlisted. So that in itself is something to be proud of. And then we also, though, what I'm looking forward to is we are currently nominated for a BAFTA, which is a British Academy Award, and that will be determined. It's February 14th or February 16th. It's somewhere right in there, those dates. I should know that, but it's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Well, you know, and we and we did actually, you know, we made that nomination, so we're in that category. Uh, I think they have top, the top five also, and so we'll see if we get a British Academy Award because that would be awesome. Well, and we have listeners, you know, around the world and in the United States. So, guys, anybody out there, if you want to see no- us Blackfish nominated, hit your computers, hit your phone lines. I think that the movie wasn't about being nominated, though. 
I think the message has gotten out there, and that's where I'll leave that. Let's talk about two trainers that were featured in SeaWorld, in Black World, Blackfish, excuse me, live show. Blackfish, two trainers <laughs> that were featured in Blackfish. Now they're speaking against the movie. What's up with that? Well, okay, I'm assuming that, uh, well, the the only two that have come out are um, Mark Simmons and... Uh, Bridget Pirtle is I I guess is the other the other two that that you're referring to. And you know the, the thing that I would like to say about uh you know Mark Simmons is that you know listen I like Mark and I respect Mark in a lot of areas but you know Mark feels like he was not accurately depicted but he was he is a supporter of SeaWorld. Bottom line, he is a supporter of SeaWorld. He is still connected to SeaWorld. So he was accurately depicted in the film as being a supporter of SeaWorld. So really, that's all I want to say about Mark. Uh-huh. So, um, he's still so, associated I mean, he with SeaWorld. He's still that's associated with right SeaWorld. So, and, and, he, and he openly, while he was being interviewed, supported SeaWorld. So, of course, he's going to – I mean, when you watch the film, you see that he supports SeaWorld. So I don't see how um, – say that he was inaccurately depicted when that's the way I saw him depicted in the film was was uh, was um, being a supporter of SeaWorld. Um, you know, as far as Bridget goes, this is a little tougher one. Um Bridget and I are friends. We worked together uh, at the end of our careers at the Texas Park. She resigned in March of 2011 before I resigned in August of 2012. Uh, but we had worked together for years. We had swam with Killowells together for years. Um, in the beginning, Bridget was a champion for the movie. Bridget uh, supported Blackfish, and she wanted to speak out against SeaWorld. And she was even invited to Sundance in the beginning to um, to be a part of the uh, the the festivities, the, the festival, and what was going on. And she was there for the first three days, um, and then you know Bridget turned against the movie, and she um, uh, you know she she didn't do, she did not do any media promotion for the film because she's not in the film, Bridget. Bridget is not interviewed in Blackfish, um, and therefore, because she was not interviewed in Blackfish, she did not do any media promotion for Blackfish, either when Magnolia Pictures was promoting it or when CNN Films was promoting it. So um, then, at that, you know, some point in the summer, midsummer, or whatever, Bridget then decided to um, Blackfish. Um, uh, like she had wanted to attack and did attack SeaWorld. So past that, I mean, honestly, um, people need to ask Bridget those questions, but um, I'm a little bit at a loss myself. But all I can say is that she was not interviewed in the film and she was not a consultant for Blackfish because I also saw that in 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 an interview. Thank you. Uh, once where it could it 
mistakenly described her as a consultant for Blackfish. She was not. So she wasn't interviewed in Blackfish, and she was not a consultant for Blackfish. And she supported Blackfish in the beginning. She just does not now. So Okay. Well, that, that's that sound right there means we need to take a quick break. When we come back, we will continue to talk to our very special guest, John Hargrove, former Killer World trainer for SeaWorld. We are talking about the phenomenal movie, Blackfish. And when we come back, Mr. Hargrove will continue to give us his comments. You're listening to All You Need to Know Radio, heard exclusively on Blog Talk Radio, normally every Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time with the amazing... Robin. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. into their eyes, you know somebody is home. They're an animal that possesses great spiritual power not to be meddled with. Orange County Sheriff's Office. We need SO to respond for a dead person at SeaWorld. A whale has eaten one of the trainers. Silicone is the one that went after her. Don is the senior trainer here at Shamu Stadium. She captured what it means to be a SeaWorld trainer, but it made me realize what happened to her really could have happened to anyone. I've been expecting somebody to be killed by a telecom. We weren't told much about it, other than it was trainer error. It didn't just happen. It's not a singular event. You have to go back to understand this. The speedboat herded them in, and they could just pick out the young ones. This is the worst thing that I've ever done. When Tillicum arrived at SeaWorld, he was twice as large as the next animal. We stored these whales in what we call a module, which was 20 feet across and 30 feet deep, and the lights were all turned out. Probably led to what I think is a psychosis. in captivity are all psychologically traumatized. It's not just telecom. If you were in a bathtub for 25 years, don't you think you'd get a little psychotic? Dawn would tell you that it was her mistake. They blamed her. It's just a bold-faced lie. I was just instructed to get rid of the day. The industry has a vested interest in spinning these. That sells a lot of Shamu dolls. It sells a lot of tickets at the gate. There's no record of an orca doing any harm in the wild. Blackfish. On DVD, on Netflix, and on demand. This is the Dallas Buyers Club. We estimate you have 30 days left. There ain't nothing out there can kill Ron Wood within 30 days. They got good meds out of Mexico. He could be making a fortune off of this. Importing illegal drugs for sale. A very serious offense. 
you treating these people? Oh, they're treating themselves. Can you prove these are patients? Can you prove they're not? And I got one life. More in the meantime. Dallas Buyers Club. Rated R. American Hustle. We don't have to go dancing. We can go have coffee or talk or something. No, 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 no. Please, I need to go dancing with you. Okay, baby, let's go dancing. American Hustle has now been nominated for 10 Academy Awards, including Best Picture of the Year. I'm doing this from the feet up. That doesn't mean anything. What does that mean? It means you got to be committed to something in your life. An ensemble equal of anything from Hollywood's golden age. The Art of Survival is a story that never ends. American Hustle. Rated R. Now play. can't begin to know him, but then I know it's growing strong. Wasn't the spring, and spring became the summer, who'd have believed you'd come All right, everybody, welcome back to All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, Luke Diesel, with the amazing Robin. And we are also joined by John Hargrove. Say hello to everyone, John. Hey, hey. Hey, All right, listen, Luke, Robin, before, before we go any further, I know we're on a little bit of a delay, so it's a little bit odd, but I just wanted to thank Robin again for... Uh, doing this on our vacation because I really enjoyed speaking with you last time and I thought you brought some really great uh, parts and, and comments and your contribution to it so I'm really happy that you could be a part of it today so thank you for cutting out part of your vacation for it. Oh, thank you, John. I really appreciate that. And With that, I wanted to make a, another comment about the Oscar nomination. I was watching an interview from Mark Wahlberg about his new movie, Lone Survivor, and his comment reminded me of what you were saying earlier, and he was saying that not uh, he didn't make the movie for any Oscar nomination if they got one whenever they got one. He wanted to do it for the justice for the Navy SEAL family, and it reminded me of you and your movie and thinking, you know, that's why you made the movie, to get justice for the whales, and it just, you know, speak so much that it comes from your heart and not for, you know, notoriety. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. And, I, you know, first of all, I saw that movie, Lone Survivor, last night. It's amazing. And I have two mm-hmm. friends who, you know, for confidentiality reasons, I can't say their names, but they are Navy SEALs. And uh, I just was, I was so blown away. I actually sent a tweet out as soon as I got out of the movie theater, just like, how proud I was of them, and thank you for your service. Uh, so for moviegoers out there, uh, I'm, not a, I'm not here just to promote Blackfish. I'm actually telling you to go see Lone Survivor because the movie was really awesome. But, you know, that, that is how we made the movie, and I want people to know that's how the director made the film. I never heard the director speak one single time about an Academy Award. She truly did not. And the reason why it made me go back to that, to her, is because, you know, the two former trainers um, that have spoken out 
um, you know, the and one that was in the film and one was not, uh, or any negative negativity around the director, Gabriella Copperthwaite, uh, I really defend her. I really have to make clear people understand that um, I stand b- behind this director because she treated me um, with 100% ethics during the entire process mm-hmm. for me, and she treated, she protected my anonymity, which was very important to me in the beginning because, remember, I did the interview for the film only seven days after I left SeaWorld. So it was a very frightening wow. thing for me to even make that decision. She protected my anonymity, her with Tim Zimmerman. She treated me ethically the entire process. Uh, I, there, I can't say anything against her, I mean, professionally. And she just, I know she cared. I know she wants a better life for these whales just like us trainers. So now I'm at the point where I take it personally and feel the need to defend her when someone, especially when they take it too far. Look, you're entitled to have a critique, okay? You're entitled to have a difference of opinion. But when you start viciously attacking people uh, and trying to tear down their credibility professionally or, or, or attacking them personally, you've gone too far. I mean, you've just gone too far, and people need to check you for it. Well, you can just tell from watching the movie that it it came from everyone's heart for the whales. It wasn't made for any monetary reason. It was made to do something to make a difference in the world for a creature that is also a living being. And so it just, you know, I get emotional even talking about it. Well, I mean, I would like to ask you a question. Sure, go ahead. Okay. Um, We have found that the numbers the just are staggering. What can you tell us about the actual viewership numbers that you that you know? Well, staggering is the right word, and that's the word I use because I was blown away by it. When I was called one morning by CNN and told the numbers, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I think I actually did a little dance and then called everybody <laughs> I knew as fast as I could because I could not – I couldn't believe it. And uh, – Okay, so here are the numbers. Listen to this. This is crazy. All right. So let's start small, just so people get the gravity of this. On the night it premiered on CNN, well, first of all, it it exceeded box office expectation from Magnolia Pictures. It far exceeded box office expectation. So Magnolia Pictures was very happy, especially when we only were on 99 screens in the country. Uh, we made over $2 million. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, that doesn't sound like a lot. you got to understand, like, for documentaries, anything over, like, $300,000 is considered a success because people don't go to the movies to see documentaries. And these are sometimes films that are opening in, like, 2,000 screens or more. So, like, Grizzly Man, for example, a lot of your viewers or listeners, I should say, uh, we'll remember Grizzly Man. That opened on nearly 3,000 screens. It made nearly $3 million. It was considered a huge success. We had 99 screens. We initially only opened on four, and we made over $2 million. So that just goes to show you the incredible amount of people. So Magnolia was very happy. Okay, let's move on to CNN. The night it aired, million people watched it October 24th when it premiered. That number in itself made us the most watched cable program 
of the evening. So ABC, CBS, NBC, the major networks, they still have higher viewership on their primetime programs. But for cable programs, we beat everybody. So that in itself is awesome. But you know how they kept re-airing it because it had done so well. By the end of it, when it was all said and done, and we're not done, by the way, because CNN has committed to re-air Blackfish at the beginning of 2014, which is awesome. But right now, where we are, with how many times they've re-aired it, re-aired it, 21 million people have seen Blackfish on CNN. 21 million people on, Black, on CNN alone, which is an all-time ratings record. All-time ratings record. Okay, now, on top of that, we were the most watched program in the history of CNN for 18 to 23-year-old age demographic. Okay, and um, uh, I am cheating on this one. I'm referring to my notes because these numbers I would like I, – I kind of uh, messed them up. So um, we're number one, we were number one on Netflix, I think, as recently as last week. We were number one on Netflix. Uh, iTunes, when our trailer premiered at the beginning of June, our, our trailer for the movie was number one on iTunes. Then our movie went to number one on iTunes. And currently, we are on, on iTunes on the number, we are number three on the all-time most watched documentaries for iTunes. So, now, and then one last stat, which is staggering. We have distribution now, right? for every single country on the planet. So, like, for example, North America, it's, you know, exclusively Magnolia Pictures and CNN Films. Uh, um, Canada is Kino Smith. UK is Dogwolf. Australia, New Zealand is Madman, et cetera, et cetera. So every country or territory has a different distributor. So now we just recently, and I can't say who, but just bought up like the remaining territories like Asia, Africa, Middle East. So now Blackfish can and will be seen in every single country in the entire world. Well, and I think that's amazing. And those stats, staggering, I don't even know if that gives it, that's the right word, but I think that, because I think it's beyond staggering. Um, like you said before, documentaries don't do more than 300,000 at the movie theaters. Blackfish did 2 million plus. And I remember sitting in the movie theater and looking at my friend going, oh, my God, <laughs> this is really going to hit people really hard. And, you know, the thing is, is like you and Robin were talking about, is it wasn't done for awards, it wasn't done for any monetary, it was done for a purpose. And I think that purpose is being met and beyond. Especially around the world. I mean, now everyone around the world will know the plight of these beautiful That's right. animals. That's right. So, yes, exactly. And so, although, yes, an, an Oscar nomination would have been great, these viewership numbers, that's what's important because that's what we want right. to see is that the message is getting out. And when you see just just on CNN alone, 21 million people just on CNN alone, that's incredible. Like that, that many mm-hmm. people. And I mean, I, I remember too because uh, I'm not, you know, 
I might be 40 years old, but I'm not afraid to admit I'm a Miley Cyrus fan. And when Miley Cyrus tweeted out to her 15.5 million followers that I'm watching Blackfish and you have to go see this movie, I thought that was pretty mm. dang cool. I was retweeting that out and then asking, am I too old to be doing this at 40? But, <laughs> but, but hold on a second. You're saying 40 years old. Miley Cyrus, of course, is in the limelight. She's not the only celebrity by far that's come out for oh, this yeah. movie. That's a good point. I mean, what do I you know about that? that? Have, well, okay. Haven't you heard that, like, Trisha Yearwood, yeah. uh, Rush, yeah, tr- I can't even yeah, think of all the people that canceled their know, agreements I, with you You'll have to help me piece together the list, but I know Trisha, Trisha Yearwood, Trace Atkins, Willie Nelson, Bare Naked Ladies, Pat Benatar, Hart, uh, my gosh, I'm going to miss some big ones. It, 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 I think it's... Martina McBride, I think. Yes, that's right. Martina McBride is another one. Uh, it, it was, um, last I checked, 10 A-list. We're not talking B, C-list here, people. We're talking A-list stars, huge mega stars that pulled their association with with SeaWorld, and not just pulled their association like, oh, we have a scheduling conflict. They said it was because of Blackfish. They made it clear. So that's huge. They did. They wanted to make sure there was – they wanted to make sure there was no – yeah. Right. And and these people, they don't make – you know, Luke, Robin, you guys know, they have so many handlers. They have so many people managing their affairs – that, this was thoroughly researched by their people. They didn't just say, oh, hey, we hear something's going across Twitter. Maybe you should cancel. They researched mm-hmm. the heck out of that to make sure they knew what was going on. And after it was fully researched, they came back and said, we're pulling our association from SeaWorld. That's huge. That's well, huge. let's just get yeah. – let's, let's quote this from Pat Benatar's website. This is from her website. It has come to our attention – that Bush Gardens is the affiliate of SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment. In light of what we have of, of this, we have opted out of our tour for February twenty second, two thousand fourteen, for the performance at the Bush Gardens in Tampa, Florida. We want to thank everyone for their patience and understanding. Because of Blackfish, we cannot keep this engagement. That is amazing. amazing. I what love her. That is amazing. Awesome. That is wonderful. Yeah. Well, just well I just love show. seeing stars be that truthful and straightforward because, you know, the easy out for them is just to say, I have a scheduling conflict, you know, and, and then get out of it. But for them to take the stance to say, no, we're going to make this perfectly clear why we're doing this, well, I mean, major yeah. props to all of those stars. Well, also, let's go back even further. You're talking about age. The Beach Boys. Oh, there you go. I'm sorry. I knew I'd, I'd lose. I'm sorry for if anybody's out there and offended, but I, I don't have the list in front of me, and I knew I'd, I'd forget some. There's just so many at this point. But yeah, Which I mean, is a good thing. Legends. Yeah, these aren't just artists that we're talking about. These are legends. These are icons, and they're, and they're watching our film, for one, which is amazing. You know, how cool is that mm-hmm. that you think the Beach Boys <laughs> actually – watched us talk about these these issues but um but yeah and then they pull they're they're moved by it enough to take action it's just 
it's uh, incredible. I feel enormous, just like I know every single trainer and director and uh, orca researcher involved in this film feels the weight, the enormity of the responsibility that we have on our shoulders to get this message out. Speaking of the Internet and, and social media, there was a little rumors going around, and I say rumors, that there was some infighting while the film was being made. Is any of that true, John? Um, yeah. <laughs> to be, I mean, to put it honest, yeah. I mean, some days we hated each other and some days we loved each other. So, but I, that's no different than anywhere. I mean, you know, I, first of all, listen, you're talking about killer whale trainers. Uh, let me tell you something about killer whale trainers. If you were to go to a SeaWorld Park right now and you were allowed backstage and after every single one of our interactions with our whales, because so many people have to watch, you can't just go work a whale by yourself. I think people get that by now. I mean, so many eyes are on you when you're, when you're working with a killer whale and certainly back when we swam with the whales or whatever, everything you did was so dissected and analyzed. We would talk after we would call it notes, and we would give our notes uh, where the whole group of us, you know, sometimes seven, eight, or more trainers, and, and dissect every part of that person's session or show or water work or whatever. So we would go round and round, especially trainers that were at the same level, that would make it even worse. Uh, we would go, I mean, sometimes often heated, heated debates about which direction we should go with the whales and which, which, which avenue we should take and which route we should go and what would be for the whale and the safest route and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, here for the making of this film, you get a group of killer whale trainers together. Yes, we are from different eras, you know, uh, and some of us have, you know, different amount, varying amounts of uh, experience, but we're all killer whale trainers. And so, and two, we're trying to do something that's never been done ever before in the world. So, of course, there were days that we didn't get along, but we all came back together on the, 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 the premise, the, the most important premise, that brought us back together is that, look, we want a better life for these whales, and not just a better life, but that life in captivity is not suitable for killer whales. It's not sustainable. It's not suitable. And we want this practice to be successfully phased out. You know, and, and I think where our disagreements sometimes would come in is how, how do we do that? How do we do that responsibly? And obviously, sometimes, some days we had differences of, of, of opinion. But of course, if one little thing happens and one person hears it, you guys know how that works, especially now with the social media. People would blow things way out of proportion. But yeah, I'm not afraid to admit that some days we hated each other and then other days we loved each other. But we are united in the end on this cause. Uh, and, and it's no different in what's happening today with the current trainers that are at SeaWorld now, I guarantee you. And, boy, that makes a lot of sense right there. Real quick, John, can you stay with us? We need to take a quick break. Yeah, absolutely. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk to the amazing John Hargrove, former killer well trainer with SeaWorld. We're talking about the movie Blackfish. If you haven't seen it, 
get on Netflix, go to Redbox, go to On Demand. You got to see it, right, Robin? Oh, yes, definitely. All right. You are listening to All You Need to Know Radio on this very special edition with limited commercials. I am Luke Diesel with the amazing. Robin. On All You Need to Know Radio, 619 638 8513. This is the incomparable Miley Cyrus with her number one hit, Wrecking Ball. We'll be right back. Political, Mr. Gaines. No, sir. Good. We have no tolerance for politics at the White House. I'm Cecil Gaines. I'm a new butler. You hear nothing. You see nothing. You only serve. You know he got that job himself. The White House called him. He didn't call the White House. I want to hear all the stories. I don't know how many stories you're going to hear because they don't swore him to some kind of secret code. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Did you go to an all-colored school, Cecil? I didn't go to school, Miss Brindley. I grew up on a cotton farm. Get back to work. Don't you lose your temper with that man. It's his world. We just living in it. About time you go ahead of me. You looking for some help? You done broke our window. You done stole our food. And now you asking for a job? I know how to serve. They say this new white boy is smooth. I am thrilled to be working with all of you over the next four years. Dr. King, what did your daddy do? He's a brother. Young brother, the black domestic play an important role in our history. Something special is going on down here, Dad. Miss Bridget? I know your son is a freedom writer. We estimate you have 30 days left. There ain't nothing out there can kill Ron Wood within 30 days. They got good meds out of Mexico. You could be making a fortune off of this. They're importing illegal drugs for sale. A very serious offense. You treating these people? Oh, they're treating themselves. Can you prove these are patients? Can you prove they're not? And I got one life. More in the meantime. Dallas Buyers Club. Rated R. The movie Blackfish. Out on DVD and Netflix. When you look into their eyes, you know somebody is home. They're an animal that possesses great spiritual power, not to be meddled with. Orange County Sheriff's Office. We need SO to respond for a dead person at SeaWorld. A whale has eaten one of the trainers. Silicone Bow is the one that went after her. Don is the senior trainer here at Shamu Stadium. She captured what it means to be a SeaWorld trainer, that it made me realize what happened to her really could have happened to anyone. 
I've been expecting Are you there? to be killed by Tillicum. We weren't told much about it, other than it was trainer error. It didn't just happen. It's not a singular event. You have to go back to understand this. The speedboat herded them in, and they could just pick out the young ones. This is the worst thing that I've ever done. When Tillicum arrived at SeaWorld, he was twice as large as the next animal. We stored these whales in what we call a module, which was 20 feet across and 30 feet deep, and the lights were all turned out. Probably led to what I think is a psychosis. All whales in captivity are all psychologically traumatized. It's not just Tillicum. If you were in a bathtub for 25 years, don't you think you'd get a little psychotic? Dawn would tell you that it was her mistake. They blamed her. It's just a bold-faced lie. I was just instructed to get rid of the tape. The industry has a vested interest in spinning these. That sells a lot of Shamu dolls. It sells a lot of tickets at the gate. There's no record of an orca doing any harm in the wild. has now been nominated for 10 Academy Awards, including Best Picture of the Year. I'm doing this from the feet up. That doesn't mean anything. What does that mean? It means you got to be committed to something in your life. An ensemble equal of anything from Hollywood's golden age. The Art of Survival is a story that never ends. American Hustle. Rated R. Now play. That real good, feel good stuff Up under the seat of my big black jacked up truck Rolling on 35, pretty girl by my side You got that sun, tan, skirt, and boots Waiting on you to look my way and speak Your little hot self over here Girl, hand me another beer, yeah All them other boys wanna wind you up and take you All right, everybody, welcome back to All You Need to Know Radio on this very special edition. We are talking to John Hargrove, killer whale trainer with SeaWorld, and want to make sure we still have Robin with us. I'm here. All right. And I have a, a comment. Let's make sure we have Mr. Hargrove. Mr. Hargrove, are you with us? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Great. Awesome. Houston, we have a problem. No, we don't. <laughs> well, you know, over the over the years, we've seen how zoos have tried and attempted to make changes for their animals so that they seem to live in a more natural habitat for the creatures instead of just being in cages. And that, to me, yeah. is what you have begun, and you and everyone associated with blackfish have begun for the whales so that it will be when we go to zoos now, we don't expect to see a lion just in a cage. We want to see him out yeah. walking around on rocks and trees and jumping down. And, and so I'm hoping that this has begun something so powerful. And, John, I hope that you somehow 
through the powers of the universe, you feel the back and forth gratitude of these whales back to you, and you feel that you have started something for them, that you can feel their gratitude. I just know it's coming for you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it because, you know, Robin, it's so hard for me. It's still under 18 months that I left, and it's – it's often overlooked that um, I'm still dealing with grieving, losing those relationships with those whales. And uh, I've been so busy promoting the film and doing all this kind of stuff this last year, moving back to New York, that has helped me. But, I mean, it still hurts. I I mean, especially with one whale in particular, Takara. People have heard me talk about her a lot. But, I mean, that is – I mean, that's still – things bad about about mm-hmm. knowing that I have lost those whales forever. I mean, those whales every single day, every single holiday, you name it, I was with those animals. I, I love them so much. And the thought that, you know, that it's the relationship is just gone like a death, it's very hard to to deal with. And uh, we get, I get mm-hmm. caught up in all the other questions that people ask me and um but yeah i'm still mourning the loss of those relationships but uh you know and i do feel and i want I, I want i want to say this and this might not be a popular thing to say but you know there are some some things that SeaWorld does that are good and i will give them credit i'm all for giving credit where credit is due you know they like SeaWorld likes to come back with a rebuttal well look what we do with manatees and look what we do with sea, tur- sea turtles and and other rescue efforts and they're right. They do some fantastic stuff in some other areas, but it's a deflection. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is, is it okay to keep killer whales in captivity for entertainment purposes? And more importantly, is it safe for trainers to interact with killer whales in, in captivity? That's the well, and, and, so they keep and real quick, all this stuff. go ahead. Go I want to go back to people. I think people really do. All people out in the media, because I've read some pretty horrific things about you, John, and I've done a lot of research. <laughs> Me too. And I also understand that people don't – they always put the worst things out there forgetting the great things. And what I want people to know from everything I've done on my research about you, you walked away from your dream. That had to yeah. be really hard to do. And you are commended by myself and Robin. And I believe the world, and I want you to know that. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And, you know, I came under attack, of course, initially for from the, the trainers that are still at SeaWorld and the people that are still in the industry for how dare I speak out. So I had some horrible things said about me from that end, which I expected. And then um, – uh, I, you know, I'm not really uh, an activist. I'm not a protester. I'm not any one of those people. So then I came under attack for not being, I guess, activist enough. So I said I had some pretty horrible things said to me from some of those people who felt like I should take a, I should be taking a much harder stance. So you know, I've gotten it from both ends. But listen, I didn't do this for a popularity contest. I really don't care if. One single person likes me, but uh, but I, I can I can say at this point I it, I mean I don't troll um, 
Instagram or not, what's the other one, Tumblr or anything like that, looking for negative comments on me, I could care less, and I don't have time. I get bored so quick. But I haven't, uh, it, it seems like any, any negativity comments about me have, have uh, from either side, have died down. I haven't heard anything in, in a long time, which, which, like I said, look, you've got to have a thick skin when you, when you make a choice to do something like this. And you got to decide, are you going to be affected by this? Is this going to hurt your feelings? And, and therefore, you shouldn't do it. And my, my whole focus and decision was, I'm doing this for the whales. I don't care if you like me or not. I really don't. Well, and for me, I don't care. I'm not anybody, trying to belong to any special group. Anybody that's saying negative things about you, they just need to sit down. Because until they walk in your shoes, they don't know what you're going through. Hey, Robin, I think you have a question for John. Yeah, so, John, where is life taking you now? What are you up to now? Well, I, I live in New York City. I moved back, and thank God. I mean, I love the city. Um, I, I was, uh, again, back to Twitter. I was uh, tweeting away last night. I don't know why. but uh, And one of the <laughs> tweets I said was, I love this city because you see, you see no race. You see no religion. You see no sexual orientation. You just see the person in front of you, and that's what is so awesome about New York is that I don't see black people or white people or gay people or straight people or a Muslim, a Jew, a Christian. You just see the person, and I love that about yeah. the city. And then just, two, the, the, the talent in the city. is you, you have the most talented and gifted people in the world in the city and just Running or walking the streets, I, I just get so motivated. So, so I, that was healthy for me too, to for all that and a healing thing for me to to come back where I wanted to come back. I needed to come back here, mm-hmm. and it has helped me heal. But I'm working on three projects. It was two, and now a third one just got added. Unfortunately, I cannot talk about those. <laughs> but uh, there, I know. I keep thinking that I'm going to be able to talk about it, and then those things always take longer than than, than they're than they're well, supposed you'll just to. Well, you to talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely. It will. De- I'll definitely be able to talk about it later, and and uh, sure. you know, a couple of them very soon. I just can't talk about them yet. But I'm working on now three projects. Well, you know, with everything that you're that we've been talking about on this show alone, John, you should write a book. I mean, that's what I say. You would, you would you read it? Hell yeah, I'd read it. I would. Yeah, <laughs> Not only would I read it, I would give it as a gift to some of our listeners. And I know that Robin and myself would be telling our friends and family. I'm already telling them to go see Blackfish. Like I was saying before. Some of them can't watch it. So, okay. Well, so thank that, you. That, thank, you for say, thank you for saying that. I appreciate Ab- that. Absolutely. What is happening with the film now? Has, there, has, it, has SeaWorld done anything different with the whales? Has this, have they finally woke up and said, okay, maybe holding a whale in a, a bathtub, bathtub container overnight might not be such a good idea psychologically for an animal or artificially. Short answer. Short answer. Short answer is no. They did at one point. There was a one. This is one of the times you might have seen uh, bad stuff written about me. There was one point that SeaWorld, World. It was like a, in the middle of summer, I think. They 
they were testing out a wave pool for Tilikum in Florida, and obviously it would have been you know millions of dollars. And I sent out a tweet, and I applauded SeaWorld for 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 spending the money and 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 trying to improve the whale's life to give them enrichment. And then I came under attack for applauding SeaWorld for anything. And I said, I very quickly defended myself on it and said, wait a second. I've said in every single interview since the beginning that what I wanted, like I want this, I want this phased out. But in, until it's phased out, the whales that are in captivity and will be in captivity until the day they die, they deserve bigger and better pools with true environmental enrichment, and SeaWorld has the financial resources to do that. So here, if SeaWorld does that, if SeaWorld makes that decision and spends millions of dollars to do something like invest and try out a wave pool, they should be applauded because that's mm-hmm. what we want to see from them. We can't, we can't mock them for it. For it for their attempts. Mm-mm. So anyway, I applauded SeaWorld for making that move of giving the whale something new. I came under vicious attack temporarily. Like how how could you possibly say anything good about SeaWorld? But like I said, look, I'm into being fair is fair, and credit where credit is due. And I'm not you know I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go out on a witch hunt for somebody. I'm going to just call it like it is and tell you where the flaws are. The point, the final point is they're not suitable for captivity. We have to find a way to stop the breeding program so that these whales that are in captivity will just live out the remainder of their life in captivity, but hopefully in even bigger and better pools with environmental enrichment. And we know SeaWorld, by their own financial admissions, has the financial resources to do it, but they won't. They still won't. Now what they've done is they've kind of come out now. They've tried to be a little more forceful uh, and tried to attack us a little more. And, I mean, whoever their crisis management team is should be fired. And hysterically, this should be a class that they teach in college, like PR damage 101, like what not to do, how SeaWorld has handled this. <laughs> because, like, even, even one of the things that they just said that just came out, you know, they, they say – uh, the film includes a, um, here, here. I'm sorry, it's right here. I had it. The film's cast is completely unfamiliar with current conditions and techniques at SeaWorld, and are certainly in no position to critique Trainer Don Branchell's caliber or her last interaction with Tilton. Okay, I just resigned less than 18 months ago with 14 years of experience. I am completely 100% familiar and know what our current conditions and techniques are at SeaWorld. I was there when Alexis was killed and when Dom was killed, and we changed, we pulled, we would, they pulled us out of the water, and then all of, our, all of our protocol changes and all of our rules that changed. So to say, I, you know, they just wanted to glaze over the fact that you had a 14-year experienced trainer that had just left in August of 2012. But, you know, they still say stuff like that. They say, they say things like um, uh, Tillicum did not attack Don. That's absolutely ludicrous. Of course he attacked her. He dismembered her. He never came under control. All the attempts of getting him under control. I mean, it, it just – I can't believe some of the things that they still are putting out there in the media, and I guess they hope that people will just believe it off of face value when it's, uh, it's worse than a spin – Spin game. It's outright lies. They, they, they just said. I just saw them say the other day. We do not separate moms from calves. 
Of course they still separate moms from calves. I have picture proof evidence that since this movie has been out, they were planning on moving Kalia from California to Texas, that Kalia is Kasaka's calf. So for, for the pictures that I saw, uh, then they, they changed their mind, at least right now. They decided not to move her. Maybe it was because of the heat from the movie. But she was going. They had already made out her food board. So for her to make, for, the, for Texas, another park to already make out another whale's food board, that whale was going to Texas. So they were going to separate a mom and a calf as recently as this year. But yet they'll go out and give an interview and say, we do not separate moms from calves. So it's just amazing what they still try to say and get away with. Real quick, you are listening to a special edition of All You Need to Know Radio with very limited commercials. If you'd like to listen to the show live, 619-638-8513. I'm Luke Diesel, your host with the amazing Robin. And we have John Hargrove, former killer whale trainer with SeaWorld, over 14 years of experience. And we are talking about the phenomenal movie Blackfish and the ridiculous responses to the movie by SeaWorld. Didn't the CEO just make a statement like the the lady who Don, I hate to say the lady because I know Don was a friend of yours if I remember talking to you before. Didn't he just say that it was her own fault that she was yeah. killed? Okay, so I'm I'm in Blackfish defending saying that they blamed her because I can tell you from my own personal experience SeaWorld of Texas management and senior management openly blamed on on a daily basis okay so I'm in a film defending Dawn saying how dare that they blame her because she in her death she can't even defend herself and uh, SeaWorld has come out and said we never blamed her and the only people that blamed her were people that were no longer SeaWorld employees. Let me tell you who blamed her back then. Uh, who blamed her back then was Stadler Sinek, who had recently retired at the end of 08, so right before Dom was killed. And he oversaw and was the top guy over all three SeaWorld parks and set all the rules, all the protocols, and everything for all three SeaWorld um, stadiums, not uh, parks, not just Shamu Stadium, but all the stadiums. Uh, and he said it was her mistake. Then they hired their expert witness, Jeff Andrews, who I personally worked with at SeaWorld of California at Shamu Stadium. They hired him as their expert witness to blame her. And he said the only thing that led to this mistake in federal court, he said this, the only thing that led to this was a mistake by Miss Branshaw. Okay, now interesting for your for your listeners, they have since rehired Jeff back into the SeaWorld system as a VP. So interesting how that works, too. Give us your expert testimony, defend us, say it's her fault, and guess what? Boom, you're back in SeaWorld, and now you're a VP. So that's interesting for I want people to know just to see that what's going on behind the scenes. And then for this guy, Blackstone, he is the chairman and chief executive officer Schwarzman is his last name. Can't remember what his first name is. And he said on he said on cable on CNBC, he said uh, SeaWorld is a great company. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. SeaWorld is a great company. Everyone who goes likes it. We basically had one safety lapse in the history of our company, 
where that person violated and broke every single safety rule and protocol that we had in place. That's what he said. Now, remember, this is after four years of damage control where SeaWorld has tried to say, we don't, we don't blame her. We didn't blame her. That, that was other people. Okay, well, Blackstone outright owns SeaWorld when this happened, and he, this is the chairman and chief executive officer. Now it's publicly traded, but they are the largest shareholder of SeaWorld. And so for him to get on and say, and not just like, well, I'm, I'm a little unsure of it, the, the facts, or I think that maybe she might have broken a protocol. He said, with conviction, she broke every single safety rule and protocol that we had. How horrendous. And then their damage control from that was they came back and said, oh, well, Mr. Schwarzman, quote, misspoke. And because it happened four years ago, he was not prepped for that question so he was uncertain of the details. That was their damage control. It, it's like I said, back to the, the 101 class in college of what not to do. They just keep shooting themselves in the foot over and over and over again. I mean, how, first of all, if you're the chairman and chief executive officer, how can you not know what was the biggest event in your company's history that was happening and being still played out in federal court? How can you not know the details of what happened? Well, I think we all know when a PR person comes back and says he misspoke. Robin, what does that mean to you? Oh, they're just spinning the story. (laughs) And so I think people already understand what's going on. Let's see, there was a... Exactly. I mean, how hurtful for her family to hear that. They don't care. They're not... They don't think about other people they're protecting their company and the, their money and their that's publicity right. their, it's just it. an asset it's, it's an asset it's a numbers game it's an asset they do not see faces they do not see lives they just see numbers and it's proof with exactly with that how how can someone this week that happened this week on K, on CNBC mm. this week how can after everything that's been going on the chairman and chief executive officer say something like that. It's just sad. Okay, now there is a YouTube video out there of oh, a former a SeaWorld <laughs> trainer, and I believe they quit in May of 2013, who has come out publicly, and they're saying that Blackfish is 85% lies. What's your response to that? Okay, well, first of all, I love it when people give percentages like there's some mathematician. Uh, I'd love how he <laughs> arrived at that percentage uh, and what formula he used. Um, and then I, what movie did he watch? Because, well, first of all, let's talk about who this person is. Okay, he had five years or less total experience, not with killer whales, but total experience. Of that five, roughly five years, and I don't know him, by the way, um, his experience was divided between working with penguins. That's right, penguins, <laughs> seals, okay. sea lions, dolphins, and then he had minimal killer whale experience, and he never, ever, ever got in the water with a killer whale. He has absolutely no killer whale water work experience. Okay, so 
Now, I will say this about him. I did think that his, the way he answered the questions, he was respectful about the people. There were no personal attacks. There were no, um, he was respectful, and I will give him credit for being respectful. But 85% lies, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And two, the things that he said were just, he didn't even have his facts straight. So when he brings up, he shows his notebook, I've, I wrote down three pages, and, you know, and, he's, and he's running through his things, and almost everything he was saying was completely false. For example, he said they, I get, he got asked by the interviewer about my face, the, having the bloody face, and he goes, I know, this is a quote, I know what happened. And he just accidentally walked into a screen and cut his face. And then the interviewer goes, he just walked into a screen? And he goes, yeah, he just walked into a screen and cut his face, and they made it sound like it was because of a whale, and it wasn't. Okay, maybe he's listening, and I can educate him a little bit here on this, but, um, dude, I'd never walked into a screen ever. That's not how I cut my face. How my face was busted open, which required 17 stitches to the skull to close up, was I was doing mm. killer whale water work, something that he never did, um, in a show with our largest water work whale in the corporation, 8,200-pound Corky, doing a behavior called a fast foot push stage slide, where she's, fat, she's foot pushing me at the surface of the water at about 30 miles an hour, and then she throws oh me God. across a concrete stage at going, going about 30 miles an hour. On my re-entry back into the water at the end of stage, traveling so fast, my head hit the bottom of the slide over. So, yes, a whale was involved. No, I did not cut my, my face on a screen. So the problem I have is, although I appreciate that you're being respectful, get your facts straight. If you're going to come out and you're going to attack the credibility of a movie, get your facts straight. So that exactly. was one thing he said. Another thing he said was uh, um, um, perfect water quality. We we that's far from true, and it's too long to get into. But I can tell you that we we definitely did not have perfect water quality. There, you'll see and hear more about that later. Uh, and another example gave is that like, well, can't, the interviewer was like, well, people are just saying, you know, this is not enough space for these animals. They can swim up to 100 miles in a day in the wild, and he goes, well, when we would give them uh, the big pool and a smaller back pool, they always chose the smaller back pool. Well, maybe if he had more killer whale experience, he would know that the reason why the whales choose the smaller back pool is because that's the pool that's closest to the trainer offices. So the whales want to see us. They want to interact with us. So at every Aww. park, whether it's Texas, Florida, or California, if they have access to that pool, that's the most reinforcing pool to them because they can see us. So we actually They're have connected. to work and condition the other pool that's furthest away, the other back pool that's furthest away from the trainer offices. We have to condition that with some of because some of our whales would refuse to even go in it because they don't see us and they don't get any interaction over there from us, and that's what they're seeking out, which is another byproduct of how bored these animals are. That they're they're seeking, they're wanting they our attention, they're seeking out our attention. Yeah. So that's the reason why this guy should have you know should have a little more experience before he speaks about that. 
that's the reason why those whales go into the smaller pool. It has nothing be, has nothing to do with the whales want to go into a small pool. You know, if our trainer offices were in in the front show pool, that would be the most reinforcing uh, um, right. pool to the whales. That's the that's where they go because they would want to see us and they would want to hopefully interact with us as we came out of the trainer offices. So well, for I me, want, the know, fact when I hear the interview like that, it's just like you immediately want to just tune it out because it's like you don't know what you're talking about. Thanks exactly. for being respectful, but you don't you don't have your facts straight. That's what I was going to say. For me, the first, when I hear he has not been in the water with a killer whale, a killer whale period, I stop listening. So that that for, that's no experience in hearing, and just hearing you walk into a wall. What a what a dope. <laughs> okay, what is your la- latest response from what's the latest response from SeaWorld? You know, I I've I've heard several PR stunts, I will say. I've actually seen some commercials saying the real truth. When you see and yeah. hear things like that, what goes through your mind? Um, honestly, I don't give it much weight because so much information now is out here, and we have so much behind us at this point. People see right through these things. Like, you know, and when they're trying to grasp onto things like, you know, well, the, that wasn't Sam Bird. When Sam Bird was in a movie talking about her doing a perimeter ride on the killer whale, the footage they used, that wasn't her. That was this other trainer from Florida. Okay, first of all, it's called file footage. <laughs> you know, every reputable news organizations from CNN to Fox News, whatever, use it every single day. And anybody How dare you use eyeballs, Fox News on our show? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. There you go. MSNBC, okay, there you go. Um, so although I have to say I have no, I, I have no problem with Fox News. But um, uh, if you've got two eyeballs in your head, you can tell that that's not Sandberg. In the, in the file footage that was used. So it was just simply exactly that, file footage to show footage, that yeah. uh, because there's not footage of Sam doing the the uh, perimeter ride on the killer whale. But she did it, so she's talking about it, and they want to sh- be able to show people what that behavior is. It was never meant to deceive anybody. Like I said, people, if you've got, you know, if you can see, you can tell clearly it's not Sam Berg. But now, see, well, that's one of the things that they're trying to come out and say that, you know, they're manipulating the public, that that wasn't really the trainer who did it. Okay, first of all, who cares what what trainer did it, you know? If she did it, who cares what, what video footage they chose to use in the film? It just shows you the desperation. It shows you the grasping the at grasping straws. And the, exactly. Mm-hmm. That this is the only thing that they can try and attempt to go after. And, you know, and, and to just outright lie and say we don't separate moms from calves, when I just saw the board that they were planning on moving Kalia this year. Um, so, you know, then they wanted to say one of the things I thought was disgusting is they said, well, when we did the captures, it was legal. They actually said that in the last two weeks. Well, when we did it, it was legal. And, like that makes it any less horrific. That's like you know what it was. All, you know what was also legal. It used to be legal to to enslave black people and to whip them and to cut off mm-hmm. their ears if they if they if they did something wrong. That used to be legal also. 
but we don't is it legal now is that acceptable now so of course not so so for them to say that cat that well, when they captured killer whales it was legal all that represents to me is that you still don't get it you still don't get the horrific nature of what you did and if it were legal today you would do it again absolutely so, one last question because I you spent so much time with us and we so appreciate it because I know your schedule is really filling up because this movie is really getting a lot of buzz. I'm hearing a lot of things about dolphin killings and stuff. Can you explain what's going on with that? Have you heard well, about I'm it? Like the sea shepherd? You know, you I'm, not, the sea I'm, not shepherd? The, I'm not the best person to speak about the Taiji dolphin killing, the slaughterings, yeah. which are horrific. They're, they're, it's, it's, getting, it's getting worldwide attention. It has been now for a couple of years, a few years now, and it's growing. Um, uh, uh, Hayden Pinotaire, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm, not, if I'm mm-hmm. uh, pronouncing her last name correctly, great, great little actress that's on uh, Nashville now, right? She used to be on... That's uh, right. The, I forget what her first big success was. I, I love her. She's fantastic. But she actually, you know, went a couple of years ago and tried to stop, you know, in vain. But, you know, this is what happens. They do these dolphin drives in Taiji, uh, and they kill these dolphins, and they, cu- they capture the rest of them. And uh, a dead dolphin is worth five to $600, and a live dolphin is worth thirty dollars to $150,000 when sold to a marine park. So uh, they do these dolphin drives in Taiji, and they just, it's just a bloodbath. It's literally, the cove yeah. is, is filled, it, it's in completely filled red with blood from all of the, the dolphin slaughterings. And, um, yeah. They try to say that the, there are humane ways to kill a dolphin. There are no humane ways to kill a dolphin. Their, their, their idea that they're even trying to say a humane way is that they shove this metal rod through their spine and that that somehow is a, a humane way of killing a dolphin. That's not true. There, it's been proven there, it's not, there are no humane ways to kill a wild dolphin like there, there are accepted standards in killing like domesticated livestock and for our, you know, meat consumption in the United States. That's, this is not the same case with the Taiji slaughterings. And like I said, you know, live dolphins are being sold for thirty to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Um, and you know what? The biggest, the biggest question, the biggest question about this is where is SeaWorld? With all your money and all your influence and all your power, where are you to try to stop these slaughterings? Where are they? They're trying and to so figure out a way to respond to conservationists black and this and that, and they they completely, you know, they 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 give like one little small statement about it, like oh we don't agree with it. Well then put your money in your mouth behind it and try to stop it, but they won't. Absolutely. Final thoughts, Mr. Hargrove. I just appreciate you both having me back on to talk about it again. You know, this is a constantly, uh, you know, evolving uh, story. And listen, a year ago when this premiered at Sundance, I would have never thought that a year later this is, you know, not only do we have 
it's still in the public's eye and attention, but it's even more. I mean, it's just generated more and more. We continue to gain more momentum. And because of that and because of these numbers that we talked about earlier, I know that change is coming. And it's because of people, um, all the people, including the young people that are in their bedrooms tweeting out and on, on, on the Internet that have made, you know, everybody has played a role. And everybody in the movie, you know, even those those of us that are from different eras and from different parts, we all put pieces of the puzzle together, and we cover every single decade. We cover every single SeaWorld park, and there's nothing that SeaWorld can come at us that we can't cover. And they know it, and that's why they're desperate, and they're flailing, and their PR damage and their crisis management, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's laughable. But, you know, not laughable because of the serious subject nature. But, um, you know, we can do this, and we are doing it. And these A-list acts are doing it by pulling out. And uh, SeaWorld's in trouble, and they know it. And it, we're, not, we're, not, we're not taking the, our foot off the gas pedal. In 2013, we set it up, and in 2014, you're going to see more stuff that's happening and more pressure. Bring it home. And you're going to see more backlash. Well, John, this is from myself and Robin and everyone at All You Need to Know Radio and everyone around the world for your efforts. Thank you very much. Seriously, thank you very much. You know, these, just, these whales deserve a better life, and, and it's, time, it's time, guys, to end this. It's time to... to, to um, to phase out this practice and to do it responsibly. It's time to well, do it. Well, you promise us that you will come back on when you figure out, when you can actually talk about the other three projects you have going on? But my one condition is that Robin has to come back too. Hey, Robin's going <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> I will be here. She can't thank be on vacation John. again and then not, decide not to <laughs> call in. No, I, seriously, okay. thank you very much for just allowing me the opportunity to speak about it and get this even more out there. And, again, you know, we want SeaWorld to stay in business. We want them, but with a different business model. We want killer whales out of captivity for entertainment, really all animals out of captivity for entertainment purposes. It's time. This is 2014. It's just an archaic practice. It's time. It's time. Absolutely. All right, everybody. You are listening to All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, Luke Diesel, with the amazing Robin. And Thank this you, was John. our this was our special guest, John Hargrove, in the movie Blackfish. If you have not seen this movie, go to Redbox, go to Netflix, make sure you watch CNN because they're going to rerun it sometime this year. Listen to BBB this song. Blu-ray. DVD, Blu-ray, absolutely. Buy it. Support the cause. Also, Thank this you song asks you. Thank you both. So you're welcome. What have you done today to make yourself feel proud? Make yourself feel proud by going and supporting the Wells being released. I am Luke Diesel, your host. Good night, everybody. Bye, Robin. Good night. Thank you both. Bye, Say good night, John boy. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Be soon. I don't know.